Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Coming up on TMS, dogs must be accompanied by an emotional support human. To be or not to be. The $34, $20 bill. When life gives you Kim vacations, use Carter. Sometimes you have to say the period. Sexual aids for Larry. Diary of a MapQuest murderer. Is the shit kosher? <laughs> huh. What's this wire for? Snip. Scott's unforgiven avoidance of Parasite. A laptop named Bill. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Well, I wouldn't look in that bag. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On the fresh, hot backside. Defecation, delicatessen, desecration. The most Terry Pratchett clip with Amy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. When you have a bad day, give up. Go home and sleep. F*** it. Try again tomorrow. Some days are f***ed and cannot be unf***ed. When you have a day that is f***ed beyond repair, that is the universe speaking to you, sending you a message. Listen to the universe. Go home. Save your energy. Tomorrow is another day. For now, just chill. Mrs. Peacock was a man? The morning stream. I got a middle finger. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to TMS for Friday, September 30th, 2022. I'm Scott, and that's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. Oh, hello. Happy Friday to you. Ooh, it's, yeah. it's weird. It's weird in here on a Friday. It it's, is uh, weird. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. Ooh. We're doing it a slightly different time, 10 a.m. Friday. That's because the internet went out yesterday while the show was going. The stream started out fine, and then pre-show, I should say. Yeah. And uh, after a bunch of wrestling around with problems and resets and all that, turns out it was a physical uh, line cut, and I couldn't do nothing about it. So uh, nope. we're nope. making up for it now. Okay. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do but say, effort. Yeah, and guess what? <laughs> Having a backup uh, uh, ISP makes no difference if they share, uh, a, like a joint, <laughs> whatever you call it, like a little fork. Sure. They share that, and that's what got cut. And now I'm just like, well, all right, why do I pay for both of you? <laughs> right, it's basically just... Uh, you know, it's getting the same burger from two different fast food places. Well, all right, both if, if the meat stops, yeah. if the cows stop producing the meat. Yeah, they yeah. Start, we're they at start the, becoming we're, artificial. We're at that, whatever choke point the, the cows are, that's the choke point I that's hit right, with the internet right. yesterday. Hopefully yes. that means we're all good. I mean, I was able to stream all last uh, yesterday afternoon, no issues. I had some 
some some sort of sloppy early fix time that it kind of fixed itself over time. <laughs> but the rest of the day, great. Core went off without a problem. It cool. went really long, three and a half hours. Good Lord. Uh, that was a long show. And now we're here. So uh, <laughs> Holy cow. Really? Wow. Yeah. Like, is that long. pre-show and regular show or is that all just regular show? So the show itself, the pre-show was 18 minutes. The, the post-show, <laughs> or sorry, the show show was three hours like six or something <laughs> and then wow. post show was another like 15 to 20 so oh yeah it's a, it's a beast it was a lot but it's yeah. always it's always long it's always about two and a half but we usually don't hit the three hour mark that was that was crazy oh i love it i love it yeah you want to have us go long uh have big news like stadia being canceled have that come up and then we'll have a lot to talk about so now the big question is kim has been gone for 24 hours yep what have you eaten well i'm having a coke zero for breakfast <laughs> And okay. <laughs> uh, I had uh, no. I actually did okay last night. Carter, while I was doing the core, Carter went to the food trucks. We have a Thursday night food truck thing that's a regular thing around here. Cool. And so she and her friends went over there, and uh, they got me a uh, barbecue thing. Okay. It was like chicken butter, chicken something with beans and like just your kind of barbecuey thing. So I did okay last night. It was fine. Good. Uh, yesterday for lunch, Carter made. Uh, there's a lot of Carter as help. Long as, yeah, as lo- it sounds like as long as Carter can fill the role of uh, <laughs> of food deliver- yeah. prep and delivery. I didn't really realize it until I, st- I noticed her name has come up three times now, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not really <laughs> not really fending for myself this week. But uh, <laughs> it's the same, yeah. Yeah, but she gets yeah. home. Let's see, tomorrow Saturday, Sunday, she gets home at like okay. afternoon, and it'll all be good. She's out there now and doing fine. Everything's going good. She said it was a little bit weird though because they went to her sister's house which is the scene of the crime mm. um Ooh. and there's still bullets like lodged into the garage wall god i was thinking about that yeah that yeah, it's, it's got to be just really hard for her sister just yeah. being there being there in that house yeah she kind of can't wait to move she's gonna Ugh, she's gonna yeah. get out of there as soon as she can but you know it's good she's got family around her parents are there um and the cops this is kind of weirded me out the cops did an investigation, but they left bullets in things. And I thought part of that investigation process would mean the re- extraction of bullets from walls yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I guess they, the today... They just leave it to... <laughs> well, today some inspector's coming by that's working for her lawyer that will now look okay. at all this. So maybe they have to keep some of that oh, in there for... Maybe for insurance purposes. That would make sense, right? All right, we finished our investigation, but in order for you to get reparations, then then yeah. we need to leave things in the state so that your adjuster can see them. Yeah, so they're, they're going through all that right now, and it's all real lame. But Kim's like, it was really weird seeing all these bullet holes, knowing where he was standing, like just oh, all that stuff. Oh. It's just weird, man. <sighs> Anyway, should be home Sunday. Yeah. Life will go back to somewhat normal around here, and uh, we got Halloween to look forward to. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I also watched Unforgiven. Don't ask me why; just did. So I took. Yeah, well, you don't have anything else on your list, so might as well. <laughs> here's the reason. Well, here's partially the reason. I didn't have to act on it, but I did. Um, Dunaway's been trying to forever try to talk us all into thinking Tubi TV is a cool place to go. Right? Oh sure. Uh-huh. And I thought. Well, let me go see if these commercials are egregious or like how bad this is. Like, is it sure. what's their selection like? And actually, I'm kind of impressed with the selection. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Uh, but I didn't know that. And just naturally using the Brave browser, this kicked in. But if even if you use some other browser with an ad blocker, you don't get into the ads at all. Right. So, it's it's almost as if you're watching not Tubi TV. Yeah, it's like I'm watching it on something else. And as far as I know, um, Unforgiven wasn't showing anywhere else. So I I had it go for a little bit. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, Sally Two Trees. We never really got any uh, closure with her in them. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Morgan Freeman's character. It turns out kind of sad, doesn't it? I don't remember exactly. And before I know it, I'm watching the whole gosh dang thing again. Wow. And it's great, by the way. Well, of course it is. Forgiven I mean, holds that. We know that up. thing's great. There's yeah. no. Uh, holds up, man. No question. Like you watch cool. it now and you don't even feel it doesn't feel like a movie made in 92. It feels like something you could have just made yesterday. But anyway, wow. it's very good. Recommend so it. Cool. It's on Tubi. Uh, for with commercials if you're watching it on your television but if you're on a browser you can get around this stuff yeah and not streaming anywhere else commercial free not that i know of i didn't look that hard but you know it's usually the way it works and then they'll rotate it back on netflix will get it for a while and they'll lose it and whatever but anyway it was fun uh okay brian uh you texted me yesterday and said I have the ultimate lift story. I can't wait for tomorrow. So now I'm dying to hear what happened. <laughs> yeah, oh, we got to play the, intro. Hold on. Intro. Yeah, forgot. play the intro. Be courteous and obey traffic regulations. All right, go for it. And I even I even said in my message, I'm currently on the strangest lift ride I've ever given. It's not like, ooh, just finished a weird lift ride. No, I was actually able to send you a message while this weird lift ride was, and that said, on. it was from Ceres, uh Help. Did you have to say this out loud? And could they I hear did. you? All I that? did say it out loud. So, wow. all right, let's get to the story. All right, <laughs> let's hear it. All right, so uh, doing lift yesterday. Dropped somebody off in a little part of town called Cherry Creek. Cherry Creek is the Beverly Hills of the Denver area. It's the pricey area. It's the like all the fancy restaurants and the the expensive shopping mall and the um, you know the the furs and jewelry stores and stuff like that. Sure. And a salon apparently. So I I get a, a new lift ride, and then then it says. Uh, uh, note included with lift ride, which means that the person who requested the lift ride has um, sent me a text message, usually to say, "Here's the gate code," or um, uh, "Come around to the west side of the building." It was where I'm at, etc. Like it's usually something along those lines. Right. Like okay, makes sense. Right. And I sent you uh, the message that they sent me, and I'll read it now for the the chat room. It says, "Hey, if it's okay." I left my money at work. I'm going to have one of my coworkers just give it to you to drop off to me. Nobody's actually going to be writing if that's okay, period. I'll get, they didn't say period. I, they didn't even put a period there. I just added that because I love it that they would have said period. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a $10 tip. Okay. I reply back, okay, sure. I'm thinking... Wow, you know, probably left uh, their paycheck at work, or maybe they left um, wallet with two hundred bucks or something like that. And I'm looking at the um, uh, at the ride, and it is a it is a twelve and twelve and three quarter mile drive, thirty one minutes mm. um, that it's going to take me to pick up from point A and deliver at point B. So, all right, cool, interesting. Yeah, I pull up to this uh, hair salon. And I flipped the little button that says, I've arrived. And somebody on their phone comes out and says, here you go. And hands me a $20 bill. Okay. Folded $20 bill. All right. And I kind of look at her like, this is it. She's like on the phone. Yep. Thanks. And then she gets back to her talk and walk, runs back into the salon. Weird. $20 bill. Yeah. That cost them. I looked it up. $34 to deliver, not including the 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 promised $10 tip 
that I still haven't received. <laughs> oh, so they didn't even give you the tip, but still, they didn't give me the tip. But but I really I don't at this point I don't care about the tip. I'm thinking to myself, I have 31 minutes on this drive. I have 31 minutes to try and think of. All right, how is this a scam? How am I getting taken advantage of? How am I getting bamboozled? Like. Should I not have touched that $20 bill with my actual fingerprints? Is it used was it used in a crime and they're turning it over to the police? Yeah. Is there drugs all over the $20 bill? Are these just the stupidest uh, money launderers ever? Like yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, weird. I unfold I did un- I mean I I did unfold the bill just to make sure there's there was nothing weird inside like a little bag or anything. No, it was just a a $20 bill folded in fourths. Oh so I I get to the delivery point, and it's this young kid. I'm thinking the whole time, I'm thinking, God, there's got to be a great story behind this. And I was currently on the ride when I texted you, like, wait till I tell you about this, this bizarreness of basically. Well, no wonder you were saying it out loud because you're talking, there's a 20 in the car. Yes, it's not a person. All I'm carrying is, uh, is Alex, no, not Alexander Hamilton. Uh, who am I carrying? I'm carrying, um, uh, <laughs> oh God, why can't I remember who's on the 20 all of a sudden? I it's, can't uh, I can't think of it. It's how, how little we use paper money these days. Jackson, yeah. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, the racist Andrew one. Jackson. Yeah, he's on there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes. Huh. Um, so we're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm driving and like all in my head, I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's, uh, this is on somebody else's expense account and they're really trying to stick it to somebody yeah. and they just needed something to put in the ride to, you know, to do or whatever. Yeah. I get to the location. I, you know, I, I pull up, and um, kid comes. Kid comes out, maybe twenty two, twenty three year old kid. Roll down the window, and I say, "Here you go." And I said, just out of curiosity, how much did it cost you uh, for me to drive this down? He's like, "Ah, twenty bucks," and <laughs> which I know is which I know is a lie because I I looked it up. Yeah, you have access to it. I have access to that, and I said, so. Why? He said, oh, well, I've got a lot of um, of uh, DoorDash credits that apparently work with Lyft. And so I just used DoorDash credit to get my $20 delivered from my, from my work. And I'm thinking, Weird. still, you could use that $20 of DoorDash credit to pay, I don't know, for DoorDash? I mean, yeah, yeah. Is, this, is this $20 so crucial like you needed this cash in hand for some sort of transaction that you couldn't have done with a credit card or with a debit card or something like that. Do you feel like you're, it was part of some desperate drug deal or something weird like that? I don't know. I don't think so because I mean, what, you know, had to have cash. It seems like the the tougher part of the drug deal is the transportation of the drugs, not the not the passing along of the money. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it feels like the money transaction could have been done if I was going to carry anything. It would have been the drugs. <laughs> I'm really curious. Like I, I now I want to know. I need to know how are we ever going to find know, out. When I know, and that's the last I'm going to know of this whole story. But it's it 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 was not a very satisfying answer from this kid about mm. why. <laughs> he spent $34, uh, 15 of which, I mean, I got 15 for that drive. Again, not including 
the promised and never received ten dollar tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's really my weird. my opinion on that is yeah, the not getting a tip is fine because the story itself is worth it. And yeah. and I had to save. I mean, basically, I I took screenshots of all of this stuff because a doesn't seem like anyone would believe me if I told them the story. Yeah, I delivered a $20 bill halfway across town. That does um, seem like an odd thing to tell anyone ever. It's a very B, weird idea. Uh, protection in case in case uh, shit goes down and they show the police. No, here's the text message I got. Here's the way bill. Here's the uh, <laughs> information. No, that's wild, dude. What a weird thing. Wild. I wonder if you... Um... I mean, I could have taken the 20, canceled the ride, and he would have come out ahead. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> Yeah, he would have had more money in the end. He would have had more money in the end. <laughs> are, are you? What if you? If do you ever? Did you consider swapping a, a tw- one of your twenties with their twenty just to see? Oh if, hell like, no, no. no. <laughs> there was there was um, there was a little part of me thinking. I wonder if this is some sort of weird test of you know like driver honesty. Like you know, I said, oh, all they gave me was this ten dollar bill to give to your. <laughs> <laughs> or give them a different 20 and they'll say, oh, the serial number doesn't match the 20 we gave you. What did you stop and get a coffee on the way? Or mm. Weird. Bet, you know, it, and the but, 20 was the twenty was a good passenger. It didn't ask for water and didn't change yeah. the station like the music it you played. It didn't ask for the the heat to be turned up. Didn't open the window. Well, God, good thing it didn't open the windows. Uh, <laughs> no kidding, right? Dang. Yeah, That's but it's just, thing. I've, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've driven a laptop before. Which made sense because somebody needed it for work. Sure. Um, the roommate said, yeah, here you, you'll brought it to the car. Here you go. And I delivered downtown Denver. But I've never had to uh, deliver a $20 bill. And I don't think I'll ever have to deliver a $20 bill ever again. Yeah, that's why. That's a great story, though. You can be able to, you know. This is why I love yeah. your Lyft stuff because there's always something, something weird. The, yeah, potential, to, the potential for odd is always there. It's just a matter of are you going to really, hit it or not. It, it really is, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, the two rides I had after that, I told them the story, and I said, "What do you think? What <laughs> what's the deal?" And we were all trying to come up with with uh, uh, reasons as well, and couldn't do it. I didn't so. know that you could that the service even had a way for you to take stuff to people. I just thought it was yeah. people. People, I didn't realize. Technically, that. I mean, they treated it as as a ride. It was, you know, it was. I was transporting a laptop that was named Bill, basically. Ah. Uh, is really what it came down to. Um, I've even I've even seen lift rides take dogs before without people, and it's just basically getting it from a a dog sitter back to the owner, um, if, and they don't have access to a car or something. And you realize it basically just use it as a courier service. I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. maybe next time you I mean, get a 50. Oh, I don't know how they feel about it. If, if Lyft would have a problem with me or with somebody transporting a dog, but. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. they couldn't get mad at you, could they? Because you're just responding, responding to the call. and Yeah, but I could I could say, no, I, I can't take a dog without a human oh, uh, companion. Oh, I see. So you, you know, could have turned you know, down this if 20. If it was a service dog, yeah, as long as there's a human companion with it. But uh, Right. But if you could have turned down this 20, you just. I mean, there's no reason to, so you, you know. Yeah, I could have. Um, and they don't have rules somewhere explicitly saying anything, any other stuff. That just seems that seems crazy to me that they wouldn't have at least some rules. Because what would stop you from, you know, like, what if somebody said, "Look, I've got eight pounds of marijuana. It's legal here mm-hmm. in Colorado, and I just need to move this somewhere." I, and you would be technically breaking trafficking laws. 
I think, even though the weed yeah. itself is legal. <laughs> it's true, exactly. Yeah. And Lyft, you know, I've taken food before too, right? Like, you know, you pick up food at some place and you deliver it to somebody and it's still it's still just considered Lyft. It's not considered DoorDash or Uber Eats or or Grubhub or anything like that. I, there is Lyft does have some sort of connection to one of those. Obviously, not Uber Eats, but one of the other ones. And I don't know which which one, but um, uh, but prescriptions, food, auto parts. I mean, I'm I'm able to to do that. Um, Can you pick up? I'm just looking to see if there are any rules or anything. You should pick up <laughs> sexual aids at the at the drugstore. <laughs> you know, a box of condoms for some guy named Larry in the in the right. Yeah, exactly. Tent. Look, if it's that's that's the question. Let's say I get a a uh, a bag folded over, but not stapled, not taped, nothing like that, and it's yeah. like you know pot brick sized uh but the the opening is folded over yeah um now me i would i would not i would basically take a picture of it yeah. when it's put in my car take a picture of it when i arrive at the place so that you see the timestamps on the two so that people can say yeah you know those wrinkles match exactly that that bag was not moved uh or opened or anything like that but anybody else out there would you would you open it scott like uh, would you say i've got to know what's in there Oh, if it's not sealed is the big kicker, right? Right, exactly. No, you know, there'd really be no way for the recipient to know that you just peeked in the bag. There's no staple. There's no tape. There's nothing. I might look. (laughs) I'm trying to think, you know, like what circumstances would make it so I would like be if it was just like a lunch bag barely folded over not even tightly sure. folded just sort of hanging there you mean a, a, a non a, a brown paper bag not a lunch bag yeah. like a, like it says taco bell <laughs> right not like that like, no yeah. i don't need to yeah. look at that but if it's yeah. just a brown paper bag nondescript yeah. and i felt yeah. like a little brick in there uh-huh i think i'd peek i think i would <laughs> even though i think i shouldn't i think i would if i'm being honest like i would be so yeah. freaking curious and also, if I'd committed to a thing, I'd kind of want to know. Like, if I if I looked at it and went, oh, my gosh, this is a brick of cocaine, yeah. I'd call the cops and, you know, I'd immediately, like, turn this shit over and get, sure, get sure, it out sure. of my car is what I would want to yeah. do. So, yeah, I think I'd peek. If it was sealed, no. Yeah, well, of course. I'm yeah. not going to open it that way, even though it's not um, mail. I mean, I'm not. BioCal has the best answer. What if there was a phone live streaming at the bottom of the bag facing up? So, in other words, it's, it is literally a, a, uh, a, a, like a ceramic brick with a phone, an iPhone pointing upwards with the uh, live streaming. Well, would we live streaming see. you? Or there would be. Yeah, live you? streaming to see if the driver opens the bag. Basically. Oh, I see. So they're just, they're filming me opening it. Mm. Yeah. Then they would have my face. Yeah. And then you'd get stitches, I think. <laughs> per per the uh the the uh uh snitches v stitches uh, case of nineteen seventy two. Sure. That was an important case. Case law has never been the same. Case. Since yes, then, exactly. Yeah, yeah well, it's all Mark Rober, yeah. <laughs> interesting. I uh I don't know, but I'd love this. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't open the bag. But, yeah, uh, you know, the more we talk it through, I think I this is good because if I ever am forced faced with this, I I don't think I'd look at the bag. Yeah, because then if I took it, at the very least, I would dump it off and it's out of my hands. And then if it turned into a big thing, I could say, yeah, I, I had this bag. I took a, here's a photo of the bag. 
that I took, and then here's where I mm-hmm. dropped it off, and I took a photo of that, mm-hmm. and I did what the app told me to do, and there's nothing in the terms of service to say I can't do this. So you'd be in the clear that way mm-hmm. and never know. Yeah, I, yeah, you know what? You're right. That's the way to do it. I'd still be yeah. curious as shit, though. Oh, for sure. And I would, without a doubt, when I got to the recipient, I'd say, uh, can you tell us? So what's in the bag? What did I just What did I just drive somewhere? Yeah. And if they're like, uh, I'm not telling you, then then I know it's Coke or pot or something. Yeah. What if they pulled <laughs> out if he's like, like a- oh, it's a uh, it's a copy of uh, Candyland for my kids. <laughs> Candyland. <laughs> you just you just basically hauled Candyland across town. That's great. Shoots and ladders. You know, I collect them all. <laughs> right. Got exactly. a good deal on it. That's fantastic. What a great story. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, may more of that happen uh, in your lifting uh, experience. Let's hope. Let's hope. I'm going to do a little bit more. I'm going to go see uh, My Chemical Romance tonight. Uh, thanks to uh, listener. Shoot. I had his name in front of me. Anthony, I think it is. That's cool. Um, yeah. Just uh, he bought tickets he couldn't use. And um, they changed the date basically is the problem. Um Oh, the band did? He wasn't able to make the, the new date. Yeah, the, the band changed the dates. Oh, and they didn't get, wow, usually get options for, maybe, maybe they did have options for refunds or something when they do that. They probably they did. did, and I imagine they would have to, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Um, I would so, think so. Uh, so he's like, you want these tickets? And I looked, and they're like, 10th row, first, like, first level 10th row. <laughs> Yeah. Do you like My Chemical Romance? Are you a fan? I could name maybe five My Chemical Romance songs. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. I'm looking at their... uh, So... I don't even know if I can do that. Like, uh, Welcome to the Black Parade, uh, Teenagers, uh, Na 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 Na, something like that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, that song, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, Someone called something last words, final last words, famous yeah, last words. The, the decay of my ineptitude, or something. I mean, they're all there are a lot of songs that sound like like the the literal verbal equivalent of. Uh. <laughs> well, maybe you'll come away a giant mega fan. You know? Oh, I might. I might. I. Yeah. You know what? I think regardless, it's going to be an awesome show. Like it's going to be bombastic and big and you know oh they, okay it's interesting here's their timeline they founded in 2001 i think two something like that played all the way up till 2013 disbanded said we're out we hate this band we're done okay they quit uh-huh and then 2020 they got back together they were like hey man it's a pandemic we should make music in, in our basements and they did so now that's why they're back. So you get to see him on the on the fresh hot the backside of this. tour. Yes, yeah. exactly. The the we uh, needed the money tour. Very nice. Uh, all right, yeah, Nikki wrote forward in. to it. I think it's gonna be fun. I think so too. I, and I hope something weird happens there. You know. Yeah. All I care about is content. I want Brian to get peed on or something weird, and then. <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks. I mean, I don't want. I'm you. sure I, there's. I'm sure there's a better thing that could happen to me than getting peed on that would still be good content. I hope you see someone else get peed on. That's what I. Okay, want. there we go. That that'd be good. I yes, don't want right. you to get pee on you. Uh, Nikki Ackermans wrote in. We know her. She's smart. We do. She, she clones sheep. She's great. She was a runner-up on the third season of ANTP. That's right. She's awesome. And now she's got an Parlated awesome... into a DTNS career. That's right. She has some cool new gig at uh, some, not zoo, but like a research animal thing that she's all excited nice. about. Anyway, Nikki wrote in and says, Dear Stem and Bow, 
when talking about Scott's cruise ship adventure, you asked if anyone who worked on ships wanted to ride in. Well, not only am I your friendly neighborhood sheep scientist, but I also worked on yachts for a few summers, uh, and all of my family is in the industry. My dad and grandpa are naval engineers. Uncle is a captain, and my brother is a chief or a chef. Maybe she means chief. Probably chef. Oh, no, chef on the she boat. She definitely means chef. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I guess I mean yeah. chef on the on one of these boats. I suppose is what she means. A lot of lot of the yachts actually have a. So when you rent a yacht for a week for two hundred fifty thousand mm. dollars, I, I worked uh, did uh, work for a website for a uh, lady down in Fort Lauderdale. So yeah. probably the the ships that. Uh, that the Ackermans were on, um, mm-hmm. where you see prices for these things for like a week, and it's like, yeah, you get full a full crew, and some of these bedrooms look better than your bedroom in your house. And how much are those usually? Do you think for a week? Two hundred thirty-five to two hundred fifty thousand dollars a week Good to uh, to to sail to the whatever's the that's, Azure Azores or the uh, that's a lot Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> buy a cheap house for that. It's oh yeah, horrible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she says, um, I was a deckhand since the stewardess has spent most of their time cleaning and not enjoying the outdoors wherever the boat was. So she liked working on the deck. Cool. Anyway, I have lots of stories and quirks about mega rich people on a huge boat. Uh, and she gives us a little list. One time our generator died, so we had to eat all the Wagyu beef and lobster before the freezer thawed. That was a shame. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, yeah, it's a real bummer. Uh, my main job was to get up every morning, jump off the bow and line up all the jet skis outside for the guests in the morning even if they didn't plan on using them. I also had to consistently wash things that had already been cleaned, including outdoor ceilings, which make uh, made a drop of ice-cold water drip down my armpit and is probably the reason I couldn't bear the job. Uh, <laughs> like you're cleaning the ceilings. Like, ah! I hate that feeling. Ugh. Especially if it's yeah. cold. Ugh. Blah. Yeah. Uh, says I had to wake up a few times in the middle of the night to make sandwiches for the guests coming back from parties. Makes sense. Ooh, I don't know if I uh, want a two two a.m. sandwich from someone who's just sleeping prior to that. Yeah. Anyway, I was youngest, or I was the youngest, so when uh, so I was stuck on watch from three to six a.m. looking for floating ship containers that didn't get picked up on the radar. Uh, talking about Scott's weed question, it's illegal to have drugs and guns in international waters. My uncle once got arrested because of a certain D O double G because of this. I assume she means mm. uh, don't know Snoopy Poopy Poop Dog poop, uh, is, uh, Poopy Dog who, who she must be talking about. Hmm, interesting. Uh, then we go on here to say when crossing the Atlantic, there's usually a party halfway through to baptize sailors who make the crossing for the first time. Uh, for the for us, it meant saving all the food scraps from the first half of the trip and dumping them onto the poor sailors, uh, then hosing them off the fire hose while dressed as Poseidon. Crossings are boring. <laughs> we had to stay entertained, she says. Uh, I have more oh, stories. Awesome. Happy to share them. Best, Nikki. Well, that's great, Nikki. That's awesome. Yeah. If that yeah, kind of the debaucheries happen on a small boat, I get, you know, there's got to be some kind of stuff going on on big cruise ships that we just never For hear sure. about. For sure. Yeah. You know, I don't know what, but. Yeah, you know, that's, that's you know, like, we went the secret life of the cruise ship or whatever the uh, documentary you watch. I want the uh, the cruise ship after dark. Uh, oh, yeah, Which dude. is probably, sadly, one of those stupid Bravo shows, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be like, below deck. Well, who was it? Was it Film Sack or Randy or somebody was saying that there's a lot of sex on those? The cruise yeah, we were saying sex. it here because we found a top 10 things you didn't know about cruise ships when we were looking up the confirmation on that I-95 thing. Oh, right. It was here. And there was a, uh, yeah, there was a, uh, there was like a list of all the, the things that you wouldn't expect happen on boats. And one of them was... Uh, all the uh, sex. Yeah. One of it was sex, yes. Yeah. Putting the wieners to the vaginas. 
That's what you do. Just pressing, firmly pressing one up against the other. That's right. Uh, yeah, you yeah. got to get it in. All right, we're gonna we're gonna now <laughs> we're gonna now uh, do some news and uh, see how that goes. So enjoy this. It's time for the news. Brought to you by. Now live on Kickstarter until the end of the day. Like in Solomon's Odyssey Chapter 2, a beautifully illustrated 72-page graphic novel continuing the story of the world's first werewolf. This book delves into ancient Arabic folklore, mythology, and horrifying monsters while also touching on themes of PTSD and grief and opening the world up to magic. Please check it out and share it with others by going to www.lycanbook.com. That's L-Y-C-A-N book. Dot com. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. This, is a, this is a weird story. And I don't, I never saw this, so I don't know who this kid is, but I have a picture sure. of him so people can help me identify okay. him. But anyway, the diary of a wimpy kid actor turns out murdered his mom. Cool. And also admitted to a plot to kill the Canadian prime minister. You know, that handsome uh, uh, guy. The, yeah. The, the, the Trudeau. The Trudeau. Uh, yeah. Mm, what a handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, says here from the uh, an actor wow. from the beloved 20th Century Fox movie franchise Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Is it beloved? I uh, don't know cuz I've I've never seen it. I don't I can't speak to whether it's beloved or not cuz doesn't it just exist? Like it's just a thing. Yeah. It's anyway, whatever. Uh, he was also on Riverdale Supernatural and iZombie. All right. So a bunch of WB style things. Yep. Um, in a movie called Liz, oh, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, yeah. which I did want to see, but I never, never did. Yeah, that's the um, um, it's another one with uh, what's his face that was made that was released after his death, uh, the Joker. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, that was the um, what's his name? Uh, the Monty, Monty Python, Python guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name. Terry Gilliam. There we go. Terry Gilliam. Um, I never saw that one. I've seen all I of his movies. I never did either. Yeah, it's one I wanted to see. Yeah, never saw I that one. I think stuff, I was sad. So. I think I was like, I don't want to see this last movie mm, made thing. Sure. It's annoying sure. to me. Anyway, uh, so here's the deal. Uh, this kid did all this. Uh, Gary Orion Grantham, he's now 24 years old, pled guilty to second-degree murder in March after killing his mother uh, and the British Columbia in the sorry, and the British Columbia Supreme Court began to hear his case this week. According to the CBC, uh, he shot his 64-year-old mother in March of 2020, allegedly loaded his car the next day with uh, three guns, ammunition, a dozen Molotov cocktail, cocktails, uh, camping supplies, and directions to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's family house. It's those printed-out MapQuest directions that get you every time. Every time. Damn it, MapQuest. Damn you. <laughs> Grantham allegedly you just mits, put it on your phone. <laughs> he admitted to his plans uh, to kill the Prime Minister with, uh, to the police as well as excerpts from his private journal to read in court. Um, let's see. He never made it to the residence, turned himself in in uh, Vancouver. Court hearing is underway. Um, let's see. They revealed that he rehearsed the murder and took videos. He also re- uh, recorded videos confessing to the murder after killing and showed his mother's body. Boy, this guy's got some, needs some help pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, hope he's able to find it. I hope so. I don't know how you go from like, well, whatever. Not, not that making movies makes you better, but you know, it's a, Seemed like he was doing fine. You know, all this stuff going on, and then bam, mm-hmm. yeah, mental health. All right, moving. No on. joke, man. No <clears throat> joke. No joke, indeed. Here's one. Uh, oh, this one is kind of a joke. Uh, man caught urinating and defecating on ex-wife's grave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, wow, that's. Uh, yeah, 
He got the last laugh. Yeah, he did. Uh, a New Jersey man was caught urinating on his ex-wife's grave near five decades after their divorce. Wow. Uh, Michael Andrew Murphy was horrified as he captured uh, this this desecration on September 18th. The gravesite is in, uh, let's see, in the Tappan Reformed Church Cemetery in Orangetown, New York. It was the resting place of his mother, L- mother Linda Torle- Torlello. None of that matters. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, Murphy told local news outlets that his mother's ex-husband was leaving feces and urine on his mother's headstone for months. Aww. Apparently holding on to a grudge from the 1970s. The suspect, 68-year-old Dean Etcher, Etchler, was briefly married to Torlello before they divorced in 1974. They've had no contact since 76. They were only married for a year. They had a bad breakup, says Murphy. Uh, this shouldn't happen to anyone. So the guy's got such... <laughs> he said he, found, he and his sister found started finding deli bags filled with feces at their mother's <laughs> grave in April. Deli bags full deli of feces. Bags. Uh, uh, I don't like this at all. on rye? <laughs> yeah. You like the uh, you want the you want the uh, the pepperoni? Is this shit kosher? Uh, <laughs> Gross. Man, like get over it, dude. I, it's over. It's done. It's past. Yeah, I feel like yeah. this is a uh, well. Again, you know, I can't get into other people's heads, but this much time, you're just gonna you're just gonna say, yeah. oh well, now she's dead. I'm gonna poop on her grave. Whole bunch. God, it's very very weird. Jeez. It's very weird. Uh, so there's that. Watch for that, everybody. If you go to a grave and you see a bag, a deli bag. <laughs> right, don't pick it up. Don't touch it. Yeah, get out of there. Anyway, he's in trouble. I don't know what you do for that, though. What's the? I don't know what the uh, the law is that you're breaking when you're doing that. It might just be public is there, desecration. Yeah, is there a desecration? Like a grave thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if... Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's an actual law. My it's mom just, used to uh, say that. She used to say, if you walk on graves, they'll arrest you. She'd tell us when we were little. <laughs> no way, really? She was lying, but she said yeah. that. And she that was just her way to have us keep not get on graves. Sure, be, yeah, exactly, respectful and walk between them. I would just say, uh, you know, if you walk on the graves, when they come back to life, they can reach through and grab your foot. <laughs> That's so not bad. That That's enough. just, just as realistic. For me. Yeah. yeah, just as realistic of a story. I would have. Yeah. I would have preferred that. The funny thing is, though, uh, it's kind of our fault. It's adults' fault <clears throat> because we make great. We make cemeteries. Modern cemeteries have a lot of headstones that are flat to the earth, right? Sure. Not necessarily ones that stick up. So when you go to some of them, especially this one out here where my dad's buried, every uh, gravestone is just like an equidistant skipping mm-hmm. stone. Like right, right, like a paver. Yeah, and so when you put a bunch of kids in there, and they see yeah. this grid, this checkerboard of fun things to jump on. What yeah, do we expect yeah. them to do? <laughs> you're, you're basically saying, look at this big game of hopscotch yeah. we found for you. Yeah, yeah, they're six years old. They don't know. So go easy on the on the children. Someone think of the children. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a fun story. I don't know how I'd feel about this. A box of 200 right. mosquitoes did the vaccinating in a, mal- a malaria trial, and that is not a joke. Uh, one Seattle morning. Carla Reed or Carolina Reed rather sat in a room with nine other volunteers each waiting to take part in a clinical trial for a new experimental malaria vaccine. We're always working on that malaria, you know. We gotta get okay, that. Thing. Yeah. Uh, her turn came. She put her arm uh, over the cardboard box filled with 200 mosquitoes and covered with a mesh that keeps them in but still lets them bite. Oh god, okay. Yep. Literally a Chinese food takeout container is how she remembers it. 
I doubt it was literally that. <laughs> a scientist then covers her arm with a black cloth because mosquitoes like to bite at night. Then the feeding begin. begins. The whole arm swelled and blistered, she says. My family was laughing, asking me, why do you subject yourself to this? And she didn't do it just once. She went back and did it five times. You might be thinking, I hope she got paid a lot for that. But that's uh, <laughs> interesting. So, so they're letting they're letting the mosquitoes. How are like, they administering? Like, how are they? How are the vac? Uh, how is the vaccine getting into the mosquitoes? Because it's not a natural. Like, oh, we have some mosquitoes that are born with the vaccine. Some that are born with malaria. Like how? Well, here's how it works. So it's actually not that okay. different than traditional vaccines. But instead, they just use the bugs themselves. But anyway, they say this is what the doctor says. We use the mosquitoes like they're a thousand small flying syringes. Says the University of Washington. Okay. Um, sure. The lead author on that thing. Uh, let's see. The insect delivers live malaria causing plasmodium parasites that have been genetically modified to not get people sick. The people still make antibodies against the weakness or the weakened parasites, so it's prepared to fight the real thing one day. So it's really not that different than getting it in a syringe. I don't know why they have to have it this way and not the syringe. It's not so bad. You're not getting stung by a, uh, a a weird mosquito. That mosquito is just putting parasites in you. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> I mean, it is it is literally the process that nor I don't know why this is a thing cuz the process of getting a vaccine is off, often involves either a modified or dead or weakened version of the virus, right? Yeah, right. And they inject right. it into your arm. That's what these mosquitoes are doing, but why? Why not just do the syringe? Could you? And they don't really tell you here. They don't no, answer exactly. the question. I mean, is the is the thinking that let's say you've got a population that maybe fifty percent is hearing misinformation about a vaccine and they believe it yeah, uh, from Facebook, and so here's a good way to get everybody vaccinated is just fill, <laughs> fill the area with a, a million mosquitoes and let uh, let that handle it. Well, they are saying here later on that the doctors or the scientists are are theorizing that this will be a better response to the real problem than you would get from a single shot that that getting kind oh, of this really wow this swarm the swarm thing huh. is supposed to actually help you be more resistant so i don't know freaking yeah <laughs> we're gonna go release these mosquitoes at i don't know a trump rally or sturgis or yeah. oh, uh sturgis would be great sturgis would sturgis be would be perfect right at yeah. a smash mouth concert <laughs> yeah start them on stage have them come out of what's his name that's he'll go somebody right. and then it'll go flying out <laughs> Like like uh, like Candyman. Like yeah. Instead of bees, it'll be mosquitoes. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. I'm going to Sturgis next time. Yeah. Uh, all right, check this out. <laughs> I love this story. Churches yeah. using shameware apps to make sure members don't watch any porn. This is great. <laughs> uh, the Evangelical Southern Baptist Church, excuse me, known as Grace Point was caught relying on a little more than God's watchful gaze to keep an eye on members in his congregation. And if the church feels compelled to clarify, it is not a cult. Anyway, uh, members joining Grace Point's congregation are asked to install an app called Covenant Eyes. Okay. Which which is explicitly marketed as an anti-pornography app. And according to a must-read investigation by Wired, Covenant Eyes uh, spies on members' web traffic, takes a screenshot of their phone screens every single minute, and then sends this information to the accountability partner, in quotes, uh, in reality is more like spyware. I mean, that basically is what it is. I don't think this would even run on an iPhone. They're not going to let this in here. This is like Android stuff. I don't stuff. think so, no. Okay, so 
I'm fine with that. I won't watch any porn, but it's going to take a picture of my screen every minute. And it's going to know that I'm currently at church and not take pictures of my screen every minute all the time. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. I mean, literally, holy crap. Yeah. And also, I'm not going to join that dumb church. Forget it. This is exactly. a bad, this is a bad, this covenant is a no, eyes. Yeah, covenant eyes. Please install this. if you No, no. No, I'm good. I'm not coming in. You guys are weird. That's just weird. Even for, look, I don't care if you're, here's here's what I think is true. Yeah, yeah. People who go this hardcore on this sort of thing are hiding something. <laughs> it's always a case of don't protest too much for you. Yeah, always. Sure. And I'm almost sure, always, always right about it. I hate being right about it, but it's often true. Clearly the, the, uh, the head pastor or whatever is big into porn and is like, oh, I've got to make sure nobody watches porn. Yeah, he's got to overcompensate for his porn use. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost always the case. So could be. I guess what I'm saying is Grace Point, no. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break, play a song. When we come back, we're going to have some reading time with Amy. She's going to recommend yeah. a book. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. So stick around for that. We got to play this song, though. What do you got over there? Burning a hole. I've got a group called Cave States. Uh, they have a brand new LP. It's called Liminal. Um, just came out last week, September, or I'm sorry, earlier this week, September 26th. So it's just a few days, few days, uh, since release. These guys kind of remind me a little bit of, um, oh, like a mellower, uh, Mumford and Sons, maybe Lumineers probably would fit, you know, fit with, uh, um, a concert with them. Um, Anyway, it's really, really good stuff. Here is the first single from the brand new album, Liminal by Cave States. It's called Something for Someone.
check out the dirty bird. Ain't it gay? I'm just glad you're doing this in the privacy of your own room. This is The Morning Stream with Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett by the power of Grayskull. And we're back. Hey, I have a terrible short-term memory. Who was that band again? <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, it's only been four and a half minutes, Scott. Uh, that was the band Cave States from their brand new LP, Liminal. And the song is called Something for Someone. Like subliminal, just without the sub, right? That's the that's spelling. That's exactly right. Yep. Nice. Subliminal. Nice. That's, that's when they uh, break up into two smaller bands. They'll both be subliminals. Oh, I thought they were the one that were, had to wear the collar and the ball gag, and they were the sub. No, I don't know how that stuff works. I'm talking out of my element. Uh, Hey, look who it is, everybody. It's this person who has this theme. Yes, that's right. Curl up in a ball and grab a couch. We're going to we're going to talk to Amy about books. How do you relax, Scott? Uh, Starting to starting to be get a little weird around here. I need Kim to get home. Um, Anyway, it's Amy. We're going to do read this. And I'm really glad you could uh, postpone a day with us. Thank you, Amy. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I, I I didn't have anything on my calendar today, so it worked out oh, well. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Perfect, perfect. Uh, well, good. We're going to get right into it. Um, I can tell already from what you sent me that um, you're probably excited about this one because this is a this is a book you really like. Any any setup I before I play that? Um, no, this is so. My my only setup is you know we did some hard work. We covered some hard stuff last week so i decided it was time to take a little vacation and when i want to take a little mental vacation my favorite place to go is Discworld. so we're going back to Discworld, folks back to Discworld, y'all all All right here's a here's a clip for you to enjoy he tried to read grim fairy tales they had titles like how the wicked queen danced in red hot shoes and the old lady in the oven there was simply no mention of clocks of any sort in any of them their authors seem to have a thing about not mentioning clocks. The glass clock of Bad Shoeshine, on the other hand, did have a clock of a sort, and it was odd. A wicked man, readers could see he was wicked because it said he was wicked right there on the page, built a clock of glass in which he captured time herself. But things went wrong because there was one part of the clock, a spring, that he couldn't make out of glass and it broke under the strain, and time was set free, and the man aged 10,000 years in a second and crumbled to dust, and, not surprisingly in Jeremy's opinion, was never seen again. The story ended with a moral. Large enterprises depend upon small details. Jeremy couldn't see why it couldn't have just as well been, it's wrong to trap non-existent women in clocks, or it would have worked with a glass spring. Oh my gosh, this is the most Terry Pratchett sounding clip I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's great. I that also that. sound like an old tape. It sounded like a like a they recorded yeah. this in the seventies and then just said, Yep, this is what we're using. It's all good. Right. Well, yeah. and yeah, surprisingly, this was the the from the newer release of Weird. the audiobook, which hmm. is it has like six or seven different narrators and um, you know, sounds pretty cool. I actually haven't consumed this particular book on audiobook but i have read it with my own eyeballs several times it's called thief of time and yes it is by terry sir terry pratchett yeah and uh i it's my absolute favorite 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 disc book i i love it 
it was this was the first Discworld book I ever read. And I've I, I've never I, I love all of them and I, I gobble them all up, but I haven't found one that I like any better than this one. Uh, it's got everything. It's got death. It's got Susan, which if you're at all familiar with Discworld, you know, Susan is one of the most fabulous characters. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, the time monks. It, it's got basically everything except the watch, you know, everything except the guards in it. And, uh, you know, there's witches, there's, it's it's all kinds of great stuff and i just love it um in fact i confuse there's there's a scene or several scenes rather where the four horsemen of the apocalypse get back together and i often confuse the anthropomorphisms of the four horsemen of the apocalypse in this book with the ones in good omens mm. and and which is always fun because i'm like okay which which version of war do we get <laughs> in this book i don't remember you know mm-hmm. so um yeah it's it's fantastic uh yeah it, the the bit you were hearing there about one of the protagonists there's sort of two uh there's a guy called jeremy who is a little bit odd but he's obsessed with clocks he's a clockmaker and he can make ridiculously accurate clocks mm-hmm. um and that is just what he does he makes clocks and uh and then there is another character named Lobsang who is sort of an acolyte at the time monks monastery and so we've we've it switches perspectives a fair amount and so the minute you get bored with one thing, he gives you another thing. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's great. I absolutely love it. And I don't want to give away too much, but um, there are <laughs> the, the antagonists of the book are the bureaucracy type creatures that are doing the paperwork of the universe <laughs> and they're called auditors. And uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's really fun. They're they are all about order. And so if you if you put up a sign that says turn left but the arrow is pointing right, yeah. you will you will baffle them, you know? So like there <laughs> it's it's that level of 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 you know, kind of goofiness but also intrigue and I I just love it. It's good. How many times have uh, uh, you read it? Is this your first or obviously? How many times? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I have read this book four or five times at least. One of the times I read it, this is a this is a great story actually. One of the times I read this book was when my husband and I were on our honeymoon and we were sitting on the beach and we've got I'll I'll have to send you this picture, but uh because I'll have to find it first, but we've, it's this great picture of us sitting on the beach. And we're both back to back and both of us are reading. And that was the book I was, I was reading. And I, I just look, turned and I looked at Chuck and I was like, you know, what's awesome reading <laughs> <laughs> because at the time I had small children. And so it was like, Oh, reading was not something I had time to do. Yeah. Um, and so that w- it was just this great moment. I was like, you know, it's awesome reading, uh, you know, so <laughs> it is awesome. Brian, you were going mean, to say so something. Okay. I was, yeah. So the, uh, where does this fall in the, can I read it as a standalone? If I've never read any other Discworld book, this is a good, this is a good, I mean, it seems, sounds like it was the first one you read. So it was a good starting point 
for you? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think I think this is a perfectly fine starting point. Um, you probably, you know, the, he gives you enough exposition about who everyone is uh, mm. that you can absolutely just jump in and read this one. Okay. Um, you know, like I say, there's a little bit of background and stuff on characters like Susan, uh, but eh, it's fine. She's death's granddaughter. It's that's fine. That's all you need to know. Okay. Um, and uh, and thus she is conferred with certain preternatural powers. Uh, but yeah, like uh, there. And if you if you like a particular character and want to dig in more to them, there's plenty of books you can go and and read more about that character, get more background on them. But yeah, the story is is fantastic as a standalone, and it works really well. Yeah. So awesome. So, yeah. right. Cool. Well, I'm, you're my go-to for Terry Pratchett. So if I ever get uh, questions or concerns or thoughts or what should I read next sort of stuff, it's Amy all the way. Did you guys. ever read Mort? No, but I have it downloaded on my Kindle. It's just sitting there. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. So you should totally read it. It's, it's, uh, I gotta, I keep getting in there and going, oh, right. I haven't finished Stormlight Archive. I got to do that. And then I, then I forget whatever else I've got queued up. So I'm still digging through that enormous freaking first book. Uh, but when yeah. I get done, I, that's, those are lined up. So yeah, those are like the, the Discworld books are all fairly quick, easy reads. Yeah. Um, some of them are a little heavier than others, uh, but not this one. This one is, is great and it's very engaging and it goes, it goes quickly. It actually talks about a thing you guys talk about all the time. It's good. It's good to get this one on in on the last day of September because I know you guys were talking about, Oh gosh, September really just flew. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and Brian always says, uh, no, Scott, it went the same speed it always does. <laughs> yeah. It addresses that phenomenon wow, where okay. it to some people, it feels like time is going slower than to others. They, well, I imagine it, if there's yeah. a thief of time, then it's he's stealing time from Scott and somehow yeah. giving it to the like a cat when they take your breath at night or whatever they do. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't trust them is what I'm saying. Uh, well, that's great. Uh, so go, go check it out. Give them the title of this book one more time so they all know where to go and get. It's called Thief of Time by Terry Pratchett. Thief of Time. Available everywhere you get your everywhere. audio and reading content. Your shirt is making me think of that little kid on TikTok because you got a oh, corn. Your, yes. I just like <laughs> cone. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's cone. <laughs> some people see it and go, uh, why do you have a giant can of corn on your chest? And I say, I don't know. Have you ever heard of a, this comic called Fred and Can? They're like, no. I'm like, well, then now you go. Fredandcan.com. And that's, it's, it's a great little marketing tool. Just tell them to go check out the comic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, yeah. yeah, that kid with the corn fetish. He's, uh, I shouldn't say fetish. The kid who really likes corn. <laughs> he's awesome. I love that kid. Uh, I do too. He's so <laughs> joyful about it. He's just like, look at this thing. Yeah. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. And this it's, mash, so the mashups people do with the, who's, who's the guys that always take, take viral clips and make songs out of them. I can't think of their names now. Yeah. Oh, I don't know their names either, but yeah. Brian, you probably know uh, these guys. the Gregory, no, yes, Gregory brothers. That's it. Gregory brothers. Yeah. yeah okay. And yeah. they did, they did an amazing version of this kid with his corn. Mm-hmm. It was great. I feel like those guys haven't done anything cool in a while. And that one popped up on my radar and it's, it's excellent. So find the oh, corn yeah. kid. There's your side recommendation for today. If you don't know what we're talking about, that corn kid, he's a happy little dude. And I wish I was. Well, and I'll go ahead and also give it, give you another recommendation since Ooh. Wendy is not here. We're doing oh, like this. substitute Thursday sure. on Friday, but Wendy's sure. not here. I'll do it for her. Real steps. 
uh, we're starting <laughs> starting on Monday, and you can still sign up at realsteps.org. Wow, so, very nice. Yeah, uh, yeah I did. Uh, there are lots I guess, of other cool people in, in it, so come join us. I got a bunch of emails. Oh, yeah, it does. They, it's ending, like you just said. You got to get in there, guys. Get in there. Mm-hmm. Sign up before mm-hmm. the cutoff. Because it's awesome. And ask Amy. She'll tell you. She knows. Yes, she knows what's up. Indeed. Uh, it is it is great. It's great stuff. I've done it six, seven times now. And I I look forward to it every time they do it. Nice. Well, that's good cool. to hear. Uh, and Wendy, if you're listening, she isn't. But if she is, uh, I, I'm sorry for chasing you down with a cold soldering iron and touching your forehead. All right. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for uh, our time with Amy. Amy, thanks so much. We'll do this again next week. And uh, have a great one. We'll see you later. You too. Bye. 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 All right. Look at this here toward the end of the show. Well, we're almost done. Oh, you're right. It didn't, I know. We are a little short today. It's okay. It's a little, a little, short. little, yeah, but that's all right. You yeah. know, it's uh once in a while, it's fine. You know, we just live. Sure. Sure. I'm not going to put extra padding in my driving a $20 bill lift story just to, just to give people an extra half an hour of content. That'd be uh, disingenuous. And I'm not, I don't want to be disingenuous. There you have. Oh, hey, real quick. Yeah, uh, Christine yeah. Fletcher email just came in. We're gonna we're gonna have to wedge this Ooh, in. All right, yeah, we can't ignore this. All right, so as long as it doesn't begin with, please don't read my this email on the air. <laughs> I've done Send that before. Receive email. I do that all the time. I hate it. I yeah. never read ahead. Yeah. Anyway, Christine Fletcher says hello, friends. Uh, heard about this on NPR yesterday, and I'm going to try to sign up. As far as I know, Scott Morgan and I have not had COVID, uh, at least mm. not yet. So we could be what they're calling in this super Dodgers. How great would that be? Scott and Kim, you should also check this out. So there's this NPR.org article. Um, It's also part of a show. There's a six-minute listen on this thing. Anyway, throughout the pandemic, some people have avoided catching COVID altogether despite multiple exposures. Do their immune systems have some type of protection that others are missing? And there's this whole back and forth with this doctor or this expert that it's entirely possible that there is a subset of people who just don't freaking get it. And you could be yeah. like the the kid, the baby born that can see in the TV show C, where nobody can see. Yeah, nobody else can see, but the baby can see on C. See? Oh, yeah. but I'd give that uh, show that's an That's cool. I, I was almost a super dodger. <laughs> <laughs> so close to being a super dodger. Well, and you Vegas. Took, you took it. Uh, yeah, Vegas doesn't like Vegas. Is, if Vegas is going to make you not a super dodger, or if any place is going to, <laughs> it's any Vegas. place is going to right break my super dodger status. <laughs> yeah. So this is really interesting. I'll have to go listen yeah. to it and read uh, it. Bobby as well. Like I know Bobby's still uh, clean. Still clean. Still fresh and clean. Here, Chad, I'll put it sure. there. You guys can click it. Uh, Brian, I'll put it in our Discord. I guess you have access to the chat, but I'll put it in here. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's I awesome. Don't qualify anymore? But uh... well, thank you, Christine Fletcher. Uh, as always, for your feedback and your awesomeness, we love Christine. Maybe, maybe we could have mosquitoes bite you and then come out and bite the rest of us. Hey, why not? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's go right back to the source. Let's have diseased bats bite us directly. That's what I want. <laughs> Perfect. That's a great idea. I want to put my arm in a hole and come out with a thousand bat bites. I'm very excited. Excellent. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Thank you all for listening. And uh, sorry again about the day bump. We uh, we can't control some of these things, but they happen. But we're glad to bring it back to you today. Uh, in the meantime, patreon.com slash TMS is the place to sign up and support this fantastic bit of content that you get so much of in a single month. Why not throw a dollar or more our way? You can do it easily at patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else you might be trying to hunt down, you'll find it at frogpants.com slash TMS. Brian, we should probably play a song before we leave. Do you got one there? Yeah, I do have one here. And let me just tell folks that in about an hour, 
I will do a Guess the Connection, and I'm going to be giving away... If you're in the U.S. Hold on, let me get him. Let me get him. If you're in the U.S., you can win Masters of the Universe Grizzlor. Oh, I'm Grizzlor. Wow. Oh, you see he's in a box. I'm Grizzlor. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Ram Man. Oh, what? Oh, Ram Man. Yeah. I love Ram Man. As well as a Cringer adhesive patch for your uh, jean jacket. Wow. <laughs> and a He-Man sticker. Wow, it's all He-Man all day today. This is great. It's all He-Man all day. Like I just said, let's just give all this stuff away together. That's the funny. Time, the timing's to... funny because Carter bought me three little He-Man figures that are from. I house. saw those the little yeah. uh, tweets with those guys. Yeah, she added a uh, uh, Man at Arms the other day, so he's there with his big stupid. Bean. <laughs> is she getting these out of like gacha balls or something like that? No, what, that's uh... what I thought. But she says there's this store her and her friends like to go to that's like a lot of. I don't know if it's like dollar store type place, but it's kind of a single owned one, not a chain. Oh, and once okay. in a while, they get these little He-Man toys, and she's like, "I'll get them whenever I see them." So. Yeah. For some reason, I'm collecting He-Man, and I don't even like He-Man that much. Awesome. Oh, there she is. Tom Norman says, cleaning it. Where do you get these? Sorry, she just walked in with food. You're yeah. awesome. Where do you get this? Dollar store. I don't know what this is called. Oh. If we, no. Well, we need to get more of these. I want Two-Man. I want Ram-Man. Maybe, I don't know, He-Man. Oh, you got a He-Man. <laughs> yeah, you I a got He-Man. A He-Man. <laughs> I don't know if you want a He-Man or not, but there's a He-Man. Yeah, you do have a He-Man and Skeletor. You have the main two, anyway. Yeah, the two that matter are here, but I need... Right. I need, oh, they have Prince Adam? Oh, get me Prince oh, Adam. Like, wow. And Cringer. Hi. Can you this give me Cringer? Dog. This is my stupid dog, Cringer. <laughs> Thanks for breakfast. You're awesome. Oh, my gosh. She made me. This oh, great. it's the uh, the egg bowl. Yeah, rice the egg bowl rice bowl. Mm. Those, are, those always look so good. She's a good kid. Um, all right. Cool. We're going to. Oh, now song. Sorry. Song time. Oh, now and also, uh, you did Coverville yesterday, and we didn't get a chance to oh, yeah, pivot, so right. tell people how that uh, Yeah, some old Western crooners um, that I've never done cover stories for uh, before, so it was time to get to them. Gene Autry, Patsy Cline, and Jimmy Rogers did all three in one episode. Nice big episode with lots of, mu- lots of music, and if you're not a fan of old crooner music, don't worry. I play a lot of modern covers that don't sound like the originals, of course, because that's what Coverville is. Uh, Coverville.com if you want to go back and listen to that episode and twitch.tv slash Coverville if you want to come and try your hand at Guess the Connection starting at about either 12 or 12.30 today. I've, I've got the list of the songs. I just need to find the um, just need to find the, the right versions that I want to play. Nice. Very nice. And you did this during the show time uh, right? That we I did wouldn't... this right exactly. When there wasn't a TMS, I just said, oh, all right, I'll do a cover no, film. I'm really glad you did. Gave some, gave everybody who showed up of things to watch. That was good. Yeah, absolutely. And they get to watch me play uh, a deck I'm having a lot of fun with on Marvel Snap right now, which is uh, Lockjaw and Thor. And that's officially out this month, right? This month, the 18th, well, uh, officially next month, because tomorrow is the beginning of October, comes out October 18th. And so... You and I, if we do a series, like basically a series of videos where I explain the game to you mm-hmm. and we put those up on YouTube, those will be huge when the game goes live because people will be looking like, all right, how do I get cards in this game? How do sure. I, how does the ranking system work? How does this work? How does that work? Right, right. Well, I need, I've watched you play a few times, but I, I'm probably going to need advice. I don't know how to oh, play yeah, this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll cover all the basics, even the stuff that, that you know and understand. Very cool. All right. Cool. Uh, All right. Let's get to a song. This one uh, goes out to Xander, who says, Hey, sweeps and bleeps. 
I'm recommending this fun synth cover of the Hotel of Hotel California because I've gone down a rabbit hole learning about music production with synthesizers lately, and I love the sound engineering that goes into this type of music. Uh, let's see. Whenever you're able to fit this request in, I'd be happy to hear it. You guys are the best. Thanks for all you do, Xander. Oh, thanks, Xander. All right. So this is a version by a group called the Moog Cookbook. Um, if you mm. look at any of their albums, you might think that they're Daft Punk because they're they're wearing space helmets. You can't see their faces. They look like they're trying to be anonymous, that whole thing going on. Sure. So that might be the vibe you're getting from them. Uh, however, in reality, um, it's a, a derivative of the band Jellyfish. If you remember a 90s band had a big hit with a song called The King is Half Undressed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the members, and I want to say it's... it's um, uh, Andrew, no, not Andrew Sturmer. Um, I got to pull it up because Roger Manning, Roger uh, Manning from the band Jellyfish. Gotcha. Uh, they're involved with this, and um, uh, it, it was such a cool project. They released two official albums, and then they, if you emailed them directly for a while, <laughs> you could get their third album, which was called Bartel, which was like B sides, um, remixes, and things like that. Really? If you emailed yes. them, then they would just send yes. it to you? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, and, and that email, I don't know if it works anymore, but i <laughs> that's how I get a hold of it, and it's, it's just great. I love that. Uh, um, yeah, and Matuba, if you, my favorite guitarist of all time is a guy named Jason Faulkner, who is part of Jellyfish during the first album. And I've followed everything in his career since the end since the since he left jellyfish and i've never been disappointed every every that, album of his is fantastic isn't that the one you always tell me is such a great cover my That's favorite Faulkner, cover right? of all time is his version of both sides now Both sides yeah. now yeah i love that yeah so yeah. good you are correct about it all right let's get to the moog cookbook and their cover of hotel california this came out on their second album which was called ye old space band uh go check it out right now here is the moog cookbook nice uh thank you all for listening and thanks for uh being flex with us this weekend uh don't forget we got film sack coming up this weekend as well as a brand new core went up last night and uh there will be dungeons tomorrow at the normal time you guys are all awesome we'll see you then
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You're the gay. Yeah, they're the gay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.